0: Federal Drive is presented by GEHA, Government Employees Health Association, proudly providing health and dental benefits to federal employees and their families. Visit GEHA.com. The Coast Guard is one of the smallest military services, but it's got a big mission. According to the Government Accountability Office, though, it's still struggling to meet that mission because of longstanding challenges in at least three major areas. Heather McLeod is a GAO director for Homeland Security and Justice Issues, and she's here with us now to talk through where things stand and how the service can improve Heather, thanks for doing this. And I know you recently testified about a few different aspects of the Coast Guard's challenges, including the acquisition area, the workforce area, and the technology area. I'm hoping we can hit briefly on all three, but let's let's start with acquisition since that's some of GAO's most recent reporting. Um, I think the upshot of what you reported over the summer is that they're going to face reduced operational capability. Some, I think, more than twenty years after they started a huge project to recapitalize. The cutter fleet bring us up to speed on on why they continue to be challenged in that in that acquisition project.
1: Yeah, so our most recent work looked at the new security cutters, which which are part of the law enforcement uh, mission, but support all the Coast Guard missions really. And um, we found you know delays in in uh, the schedule and cost uh, increases, uh, pretty large delays and cost increases across the the various assets. And, um, you know, what, this, what really happens to the Coast Guard when, when this is going on is their, their existing fleet is aging. And so those are in need of greater maintenance and some of them are being taken out of service. And so these delays really, um, you know, affect their ability to carry out the missions. And, Our reports in these areas had recommendations to the Coast Guard that they, uh, you know, nail down the plans ahead of the acquisition process and that they update their their acquisition plans.
0: so, So it sounds like there's kind of three things going on all at once. The new vessels are not coming online as quickly as they hoped that they would. They're having to spend more money maintaining the legacy fleet. And to some extent, they can't even do that anymore. So some of those cutters are going offline because they're simply not able to be kept in the fleet. Is that about right?
1: Correct. Yeah. And it puts a lot of pressure on the, the Coast Guard and, you know, its workforce, which we which we commented on in this report about, you know, the Coast Guard is currently short. It's numbers. It hasn't done the necessary workforce assessments that we've identified as part of their process uh, to identify where their people should be, and um, and so they're they're really not helping themselves out here.
0: Yeah, and and as you point out in in the testimony that the service itself has has recently been talking about a short workforce shortfall in the on the order of thousands of people, similar to the challenges I think the other military services. Are facing, but let's talk about what what you just said. They they don't really have a good grasp on what they need and where they need people in what missions. Um, what, what do they need to be doing better to get a handle on that?
1: So the Coast Guard has a culture of making do um, in the area of workforce planning. You know, our recommendations really lie in pointing back to the Coast Guard in their own process on determining. Uh, the workforce that they need, so they have this manpower requirements determinations, and that's their official process. They've completed that process on 16% of the the workforce the last time we checked in with them, and so um, by doing these determinations that are a part of their own process, and they and they should be doing. Uh, we think they would have a better grasp on where they need their people. And this is especially important right now when they, like you mentioned, they are facing a shortage.
0: And one thing that's always struck me as a little bit unusual about the Coast Guard is, is they they tend to have a much lower proportion of their total workforce in the civilian area. They, they seem to rely a lot more on military manpower for pretty much everything than the other military services do. I don't know if that's an issue GAO has looked at specifically, but I, I, I'm i imagining those sort of workforce mix questions are the sort of things you would want to look at in a comprehensive workforce assessment.
1: Indeed, that's certainly an issue. And we've looked at that um, in, you know, limited areas of the workforce. For example, in our work on the uh, marine inspection workforce, so the the Coast Guard personnel that go out and inspect vessels, um, they've had a perennial shortage, uh, you know, in this area. And they have employed civilians um, for this particular workforce. But again, that's challenge. They're having challenges even getting the civilian side, um, you know, due to the locations and some of the the other workforce challenges.
0: And let's wrap up by talking about some of the technology challenges here. Every federal agency, to some extent, faces technology debt problems. We talk about that with GAO a lot. In what ways are the Coast Guard technology challenges unique?
1: So one of their key data systems, Missile, uh, for example, is is well known to have uh, challenges. Even uh, you know, getting the most basic information out of it. One of the uh, challenges that that it faces is the multi-mission nature of the Coast Guard. You know, they're going out and they're conducting various missions. Come back and recording it in more in this uh, data system that doesn't allow for these multiple entries, and so uh, it makes it hard to be able to really analyze what the Coast Guard is doing in in an efficient way. In this in this report, we point out, and this is based on our prior work, that even running a simple data query that that you and I would think would be easy for them, how many migrant interdictions are they doing? Can take hours for them to compile this, and some manual um, labor it, it entailed in that. And that should be they should be able to just print that out um, in a more efficient manner. And so that data system, in particular, uh, which is one of its key data systems, is um, you know going to be replaced soon, but it it has not uh, been replaced yet. So they're still using it and relying on it.
0: Yeah. And as you point out, the challenges go beyond missile. There's just underlying network infrastructure challenges too, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Including cybersecurity as we've raised across the federal government.
0: Heather McLeod is a director for Homeland Security and Justice Issues at the Government Accountability Office. We'll post a link to the testimony we've been talking about at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive.